0: Hey folks, welcome to the House of Krause. I'm Richard Krause, come on in. Curl up in the beanbag chairs around the fireplace and sit back and listen to Jonah Hill describe working on his new film, it's called War Dogs. Now by definition, the term War Dogs refers to, as the movie tells us, bottom feeders who make money off war without ever stepping foot on the battlefield. Jonah Hill in the film plays Ephraim DiViroli, a true to life 20 something arms dealer that fits that description to a T we discussed making the film we discussed how he gets in the head of these morally bankrupt characters that he often plays like Donnie Azoff in The Wolf of Wall Street and now in warlords interesting guy introspective guy he really gives a lot of thought to the answers. The interview has been tightened up a little bit uh, because there are some long gaps that we got rid of just for ease of listening to, but he's an interesting guy. This guy Ephraim that he's playing didn't cooperate with the making of War Dog, so he didn't actually get to talk to him. You'll hear him discuss that a little bit later on, but in the film, Ephraim describes himself as an ugly American. He's a borderline sociopath, belligerence is his default setting, and Jonah Hill nails it. He takes the film's main hurdle, which is taking a guy who is unlikable to the bone, to the very core, and makes him charismatic, makes him interesting, makes you want to watch him. Here's Jonah Hill talking about war dogs. So when something like this comes across your desk, is it the story of two 20-something entrepreneurs who get involved in the war business that grabs you, is it the chance to play a flamboyant character like Ephraim, or is it some kind of alchemy, combination of both of them?
1: Um, I would say both, you know, it was a story about, that I couldn't believe it was true, it was so insane, and understanding war as a business, and all of these kind of corrupt things within the American government, and I just found it all really fascinating, and then The character uh, that I that I get to play is so uh, sociopathic and manipulative, yet charismatic and funny. So it's a rare mix of things to get to, you know play a character that can be funny but also very dark at the same time and i I found that really exciting
0: yeah the film is is part drama part comedy Um, and is there a different sort of side of your brain for each of those or is the process the same no
1: i mean it's so i mean i mean it's funny but it's not like um broad humor i would say maybe so when you're making like a broad comedy you're really your main focus is jokes right. and being funny, whereas being funny within a, a more dramatic story, the humor comes from character more than anything, and, and so uh, you're really just getting to focus on playing the character, and I really like that a lot.
0: And are you drawn to characters like Ephraim? I, I think of... Donnie Azoff and The Wolf of Wall Street, these kind of guys that are morally ambiguous, I guess, would be a way to describe them.
1: I am perfectly... You said it perfectly, yeah. I'm really interested in playing morally questionable individuals because morality is so specific and individual for each person. And when you make movies like this, you get to see where the audience draws their own personal line with right. that, and I find it really fascinating.
0: How do you get in the head of someone like Ephraim, because he is someone who is, I don't know, borderline sociopath is, is, is correct, but, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and someone who doesn't seem to have uh, a way of dealing with, with others in, in, in polite society. How do you get inside someone's head like that?
1: Well, you just try and understand why someone would end up like that, right? You know, so sometimes it might be a combination of wiring, mm-hmm. um, lack of empathy, ego and insecurity and and uh, obsessiveness. I don't know. It's just you try and understand the qualities. I kind of try and approach it from like a therapeutic point of view of just psychologically why people behave the way they do. Probably most actors do that, you know. But I had a lot of help because I got to meet David, who Miles played, and a few other people who knew Ephraim at that time. And, you know, the biggest key, or one of the biggest ones, was uh, that they're from Miami. And Miami culture is very specific. Like, uh there's a real, and I don't mean in a negative way to Miami, because a lot of times it's in a positive way, but there's a real hustle a hustler spirit there and it's also there's like a really big sense of the American dream there, in a positive and a negative way, it's like a big immigrant culture, a lot of people from Cuba and Haiti end up there for the first time, end up in America for the first time through Miami so there's a real sense of like the American dream and then, you know Ephraim is definitely a version of, as it says, like a corruption, a corrupted American dream.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's pushed it to the furthest extreme, probably.
1: Yeah, and just
0: a distorted version (laughs) of, of the American dream, perverse, maybe, you know. If you had met him, you say you met David, and we'll talk about that in a sec, but if you had met him, can you imagine that your performance might have changed? Do you feel a responsibility to the real life person or is you know what's written on the page in the script more important than the feelings of the person you're playing it depends it's all circumstantial
1: you know i didn't get to meet him so i can't but like sometimes you'll meet someone and you'll literally try and mimic how they walk and talk you know or, or bring that into the character and sometimes you're really just trying to capture the spirit of the character that fits within the director's vision of the film you know um when you meet the person, I would always prefer to meet the person, right? Mm -hmm. But if someone's playing me in a movie and I was meeting with them like this, I would give them the best version
0: of myself. (laughs) That's right, yeah. Yeah.
1: Right? So um, a lot of times when you do meet the person, you have to end up being a really good editor of choosing, you know, what to include, what's maybe bullshit, what's not, you know? Um, But always i found that actually meeting the people around them ends up being even more helpful to me because they're giving you a warts and all kind of portrayal of who that person was at that time.
0: You know? Am I remembering correctly that when you met David, that you also met two like, South African arms dealers? Was that at the same... No, no, no. no those yeah.
1: were complete. I met yeah. David on set and then yeah. the, I, the South African arms dealers I met was probably like three, four weeks ago oh. at dinner. Yeah.
0: And, and but they, they came, came up and fist-bumped you, didn't they? Yeah. And, like, seeing your character in the film or knowing about your character in the film? Was, that, was just there a relation? the relationship?
1: trailers and the... I think... it happened on Wolf of Wall Street, too, and on Moneyball, actually. Just just people from the world that you're portraying. Okay. Um, well, Moneyball's very different because I, I wasn't really commenting on... I wasn't really calling out... There was no version yeah. of calling anyone out in that movie. Yeah. I was inspired by what they did, you know? Um, in Moneyball but Wolf of Wall Street the same kind of thing was a lot of times like Wall Street bros will come up to me and they view that movie as their their uh, you know their their Goodfellas or their Scarface I was going to say it's like
0: Ephraim Scarface right
1: right and I think um, people see what they want to see you know and it's a little scary sometimes when people misinterpret it so much that but maybe that's a sign of that it's Good, also maybe you don't know I, you know I think people take away what they want to take
0: away well and anything that is great art is open to interpretation from any you know, maybe their interpretation errs on the side of you know of uh, glamorizing something that they, they, they didn't yeah. get the joke they yeah, didn't I, get the joke
1: but that's perfectly put as glamorizing yeah. their own lives yeah I mean we all want to be seen as like heroes in our own story right yeah. You know, so yeah, it was interesting. And
0: how do you respond to? It was uncomfortable, kind of,
1: because I, yeah, like you don't want to make a really uncomfortable environment while that's happening, (laughs) but you don't want to lie and be dishonest that you're agreeing with them or something, or and you don't want to make them feel bad about their misinterpretation. Or it it, it is an awkward scenario for sure.
0: And and it, these things are just completely random. You're having a drink in a bar, you're having dinner, and people just come up and. Yeah, I was
1: literally eating dinner with some friends, wow. and two guys came up to the table, and it, everyone at the table felt weird yeah, too. You yeah. know,
0: well, it's an intrusion, right? It's an intrusion on your space. I mean, people. No, are no, sure not, not just, even that. Know? That wasn't the awkward part.
1: <laughs> no, if like a, if someone wanted to come up and say like, hey, yeah, you know, yeah. good I job in the movie. a movie or something, you know. Um, you know that's open to interpretation, also depending yeah. on the individual, right? Yeah, yeah. But uh, it was more the people at the table I was with hadn't seen the film, right. and these two gentlemen introduced themselves as South African arms dealers, and you know, just for my friends, that's a that's a, that's an you know, that yeah. acting in movies sometimes and making movies, you know, enters you into a world sometimes you maybe never ever would have, you know, my friends would never have been in that circumstance yeah. nor would I had I like, made this
0: movie you know well you're not a gun guy right I, I, I no. there's a scene in the film a couple of scenes in the film where you're seen shooting right. and Ephraim seems to really enjoy the power that comes along with firing a gun in the air and I would say it, that's accurate yeah, yeah. and, and uh, you look gleeful I think probably yeah. uh, but those are difficult scenes for you I heard
1: yeah I, I mean I'm just not comfortable around guns yeah. and I don't celebrate them or anything but that's good, that makes me happy that you felt that Ephraim was gleeful in those scenes because, yeah, that that's not so, that's not, a, that doesn't, it's the opposite of natural to me, how yeah. I feel around firearms and yeah. stuff.
0: Well, it looked, it, it, it looks natural, as, as the scene, and this doesn't give anything away, the scene with some drug dealers,
1: uh-huh. and
0: and uh, the, the, the look on your face and just the way you're holding the thing <laughs> looks like you've done it before. No, that's, that's, that's really nice, thank yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what do you want people to take away from this? Because, you know, it, it, it's a drama, it's a comedy, but it's also a message movie on, on some level. Um, what do you want people, as they leave the theater, to be talking about?
1: Hopefully that they just really enjoyed the movie yeah. and were entertained first and foremost, because it's ultimately what we're doing here. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> we're not, you're not teaching, right? <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, you know, that they, they love the movie. That would be the greatest thing ever if someone left saying that. Um, But as far as, you know, to me it's all an exploration of morality, right? I'm really drawn to morally ambiguous characters because morality is so individual and personal and I like to see where people in the audience draw that line for themselves, you know? I like how in this film and a couple other films i made, people, you could talk to a couple that went to go see the movie and one person loves the character and one person hates the character, yeah, you know, yeah. and that's, I don't know, I find that to be very exciting.
0: Well, I suppose your reaction, a person's reaction to the character says more about them than it does about the character. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And Ephraim, to to fully... What, was there a balancing act? Like, to to fully bring this guy to life? Because if you go too far, people will go, it's a caricature. If you yeah. don't go far enough, then people... Don't uh, won't get the character. So, what kind of balancing right. act do you do there?
1: That's the cha- that's the challenge right there. Is, a job. Yeah. yeah, well, just by all accounts of him, it was, you know, uh, sociopathic behavior wrapped in charisma. Yeah, yeah, and so those are two really different things. And the challenge for me was trying to win people over in the scene while still displaying a hint of the wheels turning inside of his head
0: right. that he's
1: playing chess, you know?
0: I, I thought about uh, Eddie Haskell when he's... <laughs> when, 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 <laughs> I haven't
1: heard that in a long time. Yeah,
0: I, I thought about Eddie Haskell when you're in the scenes with Kevin Pollock when you're uh-huh. and you're telling right, the story right. and, and you know you're the good kid who's just telling the story right. that, that he wants to hear which is exactly what uh, Eddie oh, Haskell that's funny
1: my mom used to call one of my friends Eddie Haskell that's right? yeah, yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> the, the, the movie comes out on Friday once once it comes out because you've had a big summer already sausage party and things like mm-hmm. that it's it's yeah, I, I wish I could take more credit yeah. for
1: sausage party but but it was your idea
0: and you're in it right yeah so, well, I know. guess
1: so but it's, it's just, I'm so proud of Steph and Evan yeah, because yeah. I worked probably for like a week or two on it right. and they worked for years yeah, you know right. so I'm happy to be a part of it yeah. I just I like you know I would never want to take away from their hard work you yeah, know
0: yeah yeah uh, so the, but when the movie comes out uh, is it in the rear view mirror completely for you how does it how does it work when you always have so many things going on mm. how do you move forward from it
1: Luckily I have something else to i'm diving into directing so I'll have good distraction is I don't like to sit and think about you know it also takes time for to understand how the movie's received mm-hmm. you know like i often don't find it's until like a movie comes out and everyone even if it doesn't do well a lot of people see it even if it doesn't do well right you know in the grand scheme of things like walking through life you know but it's really great to understand how a movie holds up like a couple years later you know there there are so many movies that i'm obsessed with like some of my favorite movies that at the time weren't maybe smashes or whatever but but you see over time that wow they were they were special to me and i didn't know How they did When I was like a kid I didn't know So What I think is I think This movie Will have Good long term Legs In that there hasn't been Like a lot of Modern movies About This kind of thing Yeah You know And it's really colorful And the characters Are colorful and stuff
0: It's a true story. It's something that we've read about in the, in the paper, so people will know about it a little bit. But what do you hope people take away from this? They'll be entertained, but it, it, it's illuminating. I learned things from this movie that I couldn't believe were true.
1: Yeah, I mean, first and foremost, you want people to leave saying they were really entertained mm-hmm. and having felt really entertained. But yeah, I think you end up learning so much about war as a business and all of this corrupt stuff... And a lot of times in movies, you, you can learn about facts that happen. But what this movie does special, and the director, Todd, did special, was that he gives you all of these facts, but in a really entertaining mm-hmm. way. And that's, that's cool.
0: Did it make you think about things a little bit differently once you learned all this? Because the idea of war as a business... Is, is is a huge concept. It's a huge concept to grasp, and um. you were sort of, I guess, on the inside of this as the character. Did it make you think about things differently?
1: Yeah, I had never... I never knew any of this stuff before I read the article and then the script and then made the movie. So for me, it was just opening up a lot of doors and things that I had never opened. <laughs> ¶¶
0: That was Jonah Hill talking about War Dogs. It's in theaters right now. You can check it out. It's everywhere. Not hard to find. Thanks for coming by. Thanks to Jonah for giving up a few minutes of his time to talk about the film. Be sure to swing by next week to the old House of Krause. You never know who's going to be by for a visit. Might be one of your favorites. You never know. You know how you find out? You come back every Monday. We put a new episode up every single week. And we're always happy when you come by for a visit.